All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate on this February 19th. Welcome to the podcast. We are very fortunate to have from the St. Rose office in Las Vegas, Nevada, we have Mr. Earl White. Earl, if you could unmutify by hitting star six, that would be splendiferous. Uh, I have unmuted. Can you hear me? He has unmuted and we can hear you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time out on this President's Day, my man. No, no, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I'm going to guess you've been up for at least 15 minutes by now. <laughs> oh, you know, I like to get up at the crack of 8, 7.59, something like that. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, well, let, let's start off by telling a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, all that good stuff, please. Sure. So my name's Earl White. Um, I got started about 12 or 13 years ago. I've been with the same brokerage the whole time. We were Prudential back then. Um, So I was in the casino industry for a little over 10 years, and uh, the casino and I had a parting of ways. They invited me to leave, graciously accepted their invitation. And I found myself unable to make as much money as I I had a good pit pit boss job, and I couldn't replace that. At that time, the market was down a little, and I decided to get into real estate. I had no idea whatsoever what I was getting into, Uh, but I did realize immediately that there was a lot of money to be made in real estate and that I didn't want to go back to casino. And I was very fortunate I I got brought into the fold, and I immediately met John Joseph and mm-hmm. a team of extremely strong prospectors. Not a lot of them are left in the company. They're all around in the business, but not of them. a lot of them are in the company. But like Rochelle Vinoy and Liz Hershey, those are some of the original prospectors I came up with. And mm-hmm. uh, I was I was just really lucky. They taught me, you're going to prospect. If you're going to do this, you got to say hello to 20 or 30 new people every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's kind of my origin, I guess. Yeah, and then you went through, because I remember talking to you, you were in the parking lot of a seminar locally, and you asked me, this is when, when you, and, you and I were coaching again. This is probably like six years ago now, where you said, you know what, I've been calling the FISBOs, I've been calling the expires, but most of the business I got, I get is from my just sold calls, you think that I can make a business out of that? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. So tell me a little about yeah. your evolution and how you, how you went through a bunch but ended up doing something that's very predictable for you. Okay. So, so in the beginning, you know, my mentors, um, they were like, hey, look, we're going to, you know, you got to call all the lead sources. And I don't disagree with that. For new agents, I think that you should – uh, just sold, expired, FISBOs, door knock, open house. I think that you should do all of the active lead sources, active. You know, I'm not big on let's do a mailer or a post or a flyer, but, but anything, any of those, expired, FISBOs, door knock, uh, open house, and just sold. And I did, and I did – I did make some money in expires. It took me about nine months to start getting my piece of the pie of expires, but I really did, but I didn't enjoy them at all. Um, I would race through the morning expires, then I would do my just sold for the rest of the day, and that's where I was really comfortable and most profitable long-term. Um, and in the 
after a couple of years, I found myself doing exactly what I just said. I would race through the expireds because I didn't like them. And mm-hmm. then I would do settle in and do the thing that I didn't hate, right? I did, you know, it just sold. And eventually I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of beating myself up and struggling with this. Like, I don't like expireds, you know, and, and you and I, uh, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to take an extra second here. So I had these mm-hmm. really good years where whenever I was new, I didn't know any better. So I just called every day, every day, every day. And after about two and a half years or so, the business started to really kind of fall topple over, right? Like it's, I started making money on all the calls that I had made previously. And so that third, like that third and fourth year, that third year I'm, I'm living on past prospecting and the fourth year I went broke. <laughs> right. Just because I had that up and down, right? I had, I kind of broke that cycle. And when I came back to you, when you started coaching me, that was, that was my, you know, I've got to get back to doing what works. Will you please coach me? And I was, I was building up to calling like 30 people a day back then. And, and I said, you know, Rick, I just, man, I can, is it okay if I call 30 people, but I just do it and just sold, can I just not do this other thing that I really don't like after I, I, I've done it for years and I just don't like it. And you said, Hey man, if, if you'll call 30 people, it doesn't really matter which way you do it. And, you know, and we support that. And and it was just the best thing for me. I just, mm-hmm. I really, I really like just sold. And I'll give, I'll take a second here and let you interject, but I'll tell why I like just sold. But you go ahead, I guess. Well, well yeah. And, and, and one of the things that we talked about too, and I appreciate that, that because it's absolutely 100% true. Fizbo's expired if you want, you know, more now stuff, but you can have way more competition, way more rejection. Where if you have the, you know, uh, I would say patience, right, because I love your line. I'm not going to steal it. You know, you have a great conversation today. It's a paycheck down the road. But I, I, I love that because it's a paycheck down the road. Could be six months. Could be, could be nine months. But I also relate to that because where I come from, my little nine towns I covered in southern New Hampshire in New England, um, I made 60% of my money from the Just Sold script. So I was very, you know, but you got to take great notes follow up you're going to talk to them seven or eight times but you have way less competition and especially if you're talking to older people they're way more you know um, i would say loyal after you've had conversations and even maybe been over and told them what they need to do to get the house ready so if you're willing to build that kind of pipeline which i don't know why anybody wouldn't be it's a great idea it's just it's work but they're all work which work do you you know which uncomfortable do you prefer until you get comfortable with it, right? So that's my only take on it. And I, and I, I appreciate that you do it that way because not many people do it that way. And I, but I think it, I mean, some people call it farming. They go out door knocking, whatever. But yours is very – and it allows you to get extremely good at that script that you use, right? Because everybody talks about how you de- deliver that script. And it, it, is, it is impressive and it's uh, great to see. Oh, thank you. You know, you said so many things that are exactly accurate that I couldn't have possibly um, fully appreciated six, seven, eight years ago. You know, there's, mm-hmm. so there's a consistency to to just sold. Uh, number one, you identify them early. Hey, you know, hey, this is Earl Berkshire Heather. I gave you a call. You you let them reject you. You keep them on the phone. You bring down the wall. 
you ask them the money question. Hey, look, I, you know, you've been there 20 years. If you were to move, where would you go next? And hopefully, hopefully we brought down the wall by then and they give us a real answer. Well, my kid graduates, right. you know, in June, but I'm not going anywhere until June. That's a real answer that red, you know, that raises a flag with me. They're going to retire. Uh, they're going to retire. The kid's graduating. Their wife's going to retire. Someone has gotten ill, unfortunately. Sometimes that's a trigger. Uh, they want to move closer to the kids. All these, like, trigger points, but they don't happen right away. They're like things that are, like, the kid's going to graduate in June is a great example. That's a condition, not an objection. You're not going to convince him right. that he should move during his son's last three months of high school. And, uh, you know, you're, you're identifying it early. But when I identify it early, I'm ahead of the game. And now if I can right. get in, so, and you and I, I call them two stops. I don't remember what you call them. But I book an appointment as fast as I can. Hey, look, if you're going to move in June, you know, would you like me to come out, take a look at the house, tell you, you know, some pointers, how to get it ready, what I think it's worth. And I'll do... I'll do an appointment now. And I know that a lot of what I do is based on Mike Ferry and a lot of what I do is um, he would say I'm wrong. He would not want me to go three or four months before they're going on the market, but I love it. I identify them. You know, I, I book an appointment, call the day before, show up well-dressed, well-prepared, go through, you know, you know, I'm a little over-prepared for what that appointment really is because they're not signing any paperwork three or four months in advance. Right. But when when the day comes around, I'm usually not interviewing. They usually call me and they just roll over and they're like, hey, we're ready. Come on out. Uh, can you come out Tuesday? And we'll get all that paperwork out of the way, you know. And I mean, it's I have an appointment tomorrow that exactly that. You know, I yeah. now the call originated in 2021, but but that's exactly what that appointment tomorrow. I've already been out, seen the house. They had it painted. They're doing the landscaping as we speak, and tomorrow they're signing paperwork to go on the market in a couple of weeks. I love it. I love it. It just it it requires patience, dedication, consistency. But you know. Like when I was doing it, I was thinking, well, what else am I going to do? I mean, plus, yeah. you know, let, let's face it. When you talk to 25, 30 people every day, you, pre you feel pretty good about yourself and, and your efforts, don't you? So, yeah. you. So if I'm going to be transparent, I've been struggling with getting those numbers up. I've been like, I, my average my average contact daily to, you know, in 2024 has been like 15 people. Now, I'm mm -hmm. I get that luxury a little bit because – 12, 13 years in the business, I have a fear that is feeding me, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But honestly, we've talked about this too. I've built my fear out of just sold calls. 75% right. of my fear originated as a just sold call. Um, you, so the consistency and the long-termness, and this is what turns most people off. Well, I guess picking up right. the phone is what turns most people off. But when I say my average... When I make a great call, when I go, man, that was a good call. This guy's, you know, I'm going to send him a thank you card, call him back, see if he got the card. I'm going to follow up with this guy. That's usually a paycheck, like on average, that's a paycheck like in nine or ten months. And people hear that and they go, what? You know, nine or ten months? Well, I don't have a job that gets paid on Friday. 
I own a business and I'm perpetuating for future business. And if I make enough calls, right. you know, I'm, I'm keeping that pipeline stuffed and it's great. It is so, it is Tony the Tiger great mm. once you've been making those calls at least six months. But yeah, you know, there's a, a, a serious delayed gratification in this way to do it. But again, it's not a job. It's a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember, I remember when we had that conversation. I think it was like July. Of, I don't remember what year it was. It was like six years ago. And then I remember the conversation we had because you were on Mondays, the first Monday in January when you said to me, uh, Rick, uh, I'm so excited because this is going to be my best year ever. And I said, how do you know that? You go, because I know I have three or four listings this month alone in my pipeline, never mind February, March. So because you spent that six, seven months building that pipeline, right? Yeah, I, I remember the exact call that you're talking about. I remember the exact quote. It was, we could probably figure out what year it was because it was Monday, January the 4th. And I remember uh -huh. that because right. what what we had said. And, uh, and I said, it's, it's January 4th, but I've been working on, I've been working, you know, let's say that was, I don't know, 2016, but I've been working on 2016 for the last six months. I had put, mm -hmm. um, so like I said, like, uh, I had that peak and valley, right? I was, you know, my business started to kind of make some money and I slacked off on my prospecting. It dried up. And then I decided I had to come back. You started coaching me. And I'm, you know, consistently came back every day. And it was your very good memory. It was around June. So, um, so I had about six months and those six months, not exactly that fruitful. Yes. Yes. Sometimes the deal falls right over in your lap and, and so on. But, um, but it had all started, you know, and all that, like that six months of prospecting really started coming to a head, like after the holidays, after the holidays, which is something I hear quite a bit of a lot of, most years, um, and, you know, after the holidays. And I had that, I had that push coming and I knew it. And I knew it like, you know, like anyone who gets on, if you have high skill level right now and you're like, I'm going to get on the phones right now and start doing expireds and physical, you could have a great 2024. And if you are getting on the phones right now with just sold, you're really setting up third and fourth quarter for 24 and you're really setting up a great 25 with just sold. And I know that that's not sexy. It's not right. Like it's, you know, you know, we're realtors, you know, Christmas right. was six to go. We're, we've all got, you know, bills on our credit card, <laughs> mm -hmm. it, you know, so, but it's, but it's so true. If you want to build a long-term and sustainable business that is not full of ups and downs, man, just sold is, is just money in the bank. I agree. I agree. And it's, it, you know, and, and it, you know, like you said, by the time you go out, it's, you're not doing an appointment, you're getting a contract signed because you're, you're really doing the presentation over the seven, eight, nine, ten different contacts that you're making. And obviously, I'm a company guy, so I'm going to throw this in. And if you're setting them up on a neighborhood report, the newsletter, they're also getting email from you. If you're connecting with them on social media, you're developing your huge network of people that uh, that see what you are, know what you do, and, you know, telling their friends and, and all that kind of – and that's kind of like – that was the next step for you is to get a little bit of the reciprocal – because you're, you're creating this wave, this wake, 
by prospecting and then getting a hold of the reciprocal stuff is probably um, is, is something that you started to work on recently, isn't it? So reciprocal, talking about um, um, like re repeat referral and using using the tools like the VAC tools and stuff like that to yeah, and a little bit. Right. So yes. I have always I've always been very bad at implementing a lot of these tools. And I know that they're good. Mm -hmm. So I use the neighborhood market watch. We definitely do. Anyone that gives us an email, we set them up on a neighborhood market watch. And mm -hmm. other than that, I'm completely underutilizing a lot of the other like the other stuff. And I admit that. So I guess that's a fault. Like in the beginning, I, you know, I had prospectors take me into the wing. They taught me and I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Like I know how to book appointments. Therefore, I don't need to do a lot of this other stuff. And it's wrong. I've made a mistake. Don't make that same mistake. I, you know, if you find the prospect and get their email and have their contact information, use some of the automated stuff to help you out. Um, as far as, repeat and referral i didn't understand repeat and referral at all the first like two and a half years people were like repeat mm -hmm. referral and i was so new and when you're new you're just hungry and you can only see 10 inches in front of your face and i'm like the guy just bought a house how many houses are you going to buy this year what are you talking about and then mm -hmm. about two and a half years in somebody called me and was like hey you sold you know my house my brother and i oh free money I just realized what you're saying. And it's not free money. You have to cultivate that. But right. I was very guilty in the beginning of not treating my you know, my clients like the gold that they were. I was treating them very transactionally, like just trying to get the deal done fast. So I get this check and get to the next client in the beginning. And today I understand slowing down, even if, you know, spending a little extra time with them, um, that might not be profitable in the second, but because you're building that that army of people that will repeat and referral you, you know. Um, right. I guess does that answer that? Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and you mentioned that you know you can get away with less contacts now because you have a money goal that you want to get to every year. And initially it was uh, 25, 30 contacts. Now you can do it with 15 because you've got repeat referral. You're actually way better at doing it, so your results are also better. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it boils down to what's your goal, right? I mean, like what, how many deals you want to do, what kind of money you want to make, how many people you want to help. And, you know, and, and Earl, honestly, I'd rather have somebody do it like you're doing it than somebody who's really good at social media, who's really good at tools, but they're not putting anything in there. So, but the, the mix, I think, and I think if you just, uh, you know, if you, you know, and the, the neighborhood report, if you're going to send them something, that's the best thing to send them. The newsletters, I think, are also great. And then getting a little connected with them on social media, I think, would be helpful, too, because then you, all these people see what you're doing as well, and you'll do business from that as well eventually. You know, it's kind of like your, your prospecting. It took a while to get in gear, but once it gets in gear, baby, it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, had mentioned, you had mentioned the notes. I guess if, if I have two minutes to kind of go over procedure, anatomy of the call, right, hi, the intro. That'd be great. Favorite. Yes, please. Yeah. So the anatomy of the call, uh, hi, the intro, I'm Merle, blah, blah, blah. You going to move? When do you plan on moving? You know, what do you, whatever you say, they reject you. Keep them on the phone. 
So there's there's only a couple of questions in that script, and in the beginning mm-hmm. you're just focused so completely on like your words, you can't hear them, you're nervous in the beginning, and there's no way to get through that other than 90 days. Do it every day for 90 days. You, it it's the only prescription for for that not in the pit of your stomach. It is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're extracting information. You're trying to find out is this person, you know, an appointment would be great. But my bread and butter is, are they worth calling back? Something like, son's graduating in June, going to move in June, you know. Um, then very detailed notes. And you, you said that. You mentioned that. And I'm going to touch on mm-hmm. that for a second. So here's what I minimum that I need. I need the first name, and I need where or why they are moving. So in the, in, in the, the reason is for follow-up. So if you're not going to do good follow-up, don't bother with the just sold call, right? Because it all comes from the follow-up. And mm-hmm. so the way that that operates is the first call is a business call. Hi, this is Earl Berkshire Hathaway, right? But the second call is, <laughs> hey, Rick. Hey, Rick, this is Earl, man. Hey, uh, Earl, the realtor, you told me that you're moving in June because your kid's going to graduate. And you don't need this big house anymore. So that call is way different. It's, hey, Rick, this is Earl then a personal fact that I couldn't possibly be, a, you know, an automated dialer. Your kids graduate in June, you're thinking of moving, right? So that right. is how the, the, the follow-up call opens up, and it changes the whole call. And, you know, something else you, you talked about is seven or eight calls. You're right, because when you call him in March, oh, that, you know, in his mind, that's still all the way out in June. When you call him in May, he's so busy because the kid's getting ready, you know, to graduate. When you call him in June, he thought he'd be ready in June, but it's really probably gets pushed to July and then August, right? Um, right. You know, and that's so in those every time we talk, those notes, you know, if I find out if I find out anything, it really goes into the notes and then setting that appointment so that I can get in front of him. Even if he's not, even if I do get there early, that's, that's the best. Because when I impress him, then it's my, it's, it's always, it's almost always my deal, right? Once, do I lose one here and there? Yeah. And when I lose them, it's usually over commission. Somebody decided to go with a 1% guy, you know, but that's, that's okay with me. You know, I'm good with that. Uh, Awesome. I'll take the pause there for you. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think the detailing it is absolutely fabulous. And it's all about being personable. You know, like I was just talking with someone today, and they were saying I'm not getting the results I want. And, you know, you have to get on the phone. I have this little acronym called Getting Ugly. And it's, you know, just a little, little edge attitude where you talk to people like you expect them to talk back. It's also an acronym. stands for unconsciously competent. You know the scripts great expectations. I kind of just described that. I talk to you like you're supposed to talk to me. This is perfectly normal. The L is lasting results and the Y is you. What's your option? I mean, you need, you, it's up to you if you're going to make this work or not. But you no, know, there are people like you. There are a lot of people that are, you mentioned Rochelle. Rochelle's another perfect example. Liz, another perfect People that be, are consistent with their prospecting and get consistent results. The key is to keep going once you got it started. Right. Yeah, I can't I can't stress that enough. And I 
every realtor I've ever met, maybe not Rochelle. Actually, Rochelle is just a machine. She is so impressive, you know, but every other realtor I've ever met has fallen into the trap of, I'm too busy to prospect today. Well, you're busy because you prospected in the past, right? Right. You know, June rolls around and, you you know, instead of one or, you know, one or two deals in December, now you've got seven or eight deals because we don't, you know, we don't have a, a very natural ebb and flow. We have surges and, and valleys and, and such. Anyways, but the consistency, man, the consistency, it, it has so many benefits. It's kind of like working out, right? Working out has the physical benefit. Well, it also has that mental benefit, right? Who doesn't feel great after they work out? Like you feel like you did your job. Not only that, you stay sharp because whenever you stop making calls, you have to kind of relearn skills again. You're keeping that pipeline stuff so you don't have the peaks and the valleys. You know, how much easier would life be as a realtor if there were less peaks and valleys? Right. That's kind of the thing that keeps people, um, you know, keeps them turned off, keeps them, but, but, you know, but you can, those peaks can be just as high and those valleys can be less low as long as you're, like you said, you just have to get used to the fact that I have business going on because I've been prospecting. I have to keep prospecting while I'm doing my business. And people always ask me, how do you do that? I always have my appointments in the afternoon. I always do my prospecting in the morning. Now, it's never perfect, but as a rule of thumb, I try my best to keep it like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's when it's new, the first time you have, you know, five, six, seven escrows, it's going to be overwhelming. And you have to kind of set systems in place. But you, you really can't set systems in place until you've experienced it, right? When you've had, right. when you've had zero escrows and two escrows, you can't imagine what you're going to have to do to manage seven and uh, still fit your prospecting and appointments in. But those yeah. are growing pains. Those are just growing pains in every business. Like I can't get to the next step till I, you know, I can't figure out how to solve the problems of the next step till I get to the next step. And that's just the way that right. is, you know? Yeah. And the next step varies based on the day and what's happening and what's going on and, you know, your, your challenges and your, all I know is that your, the quality of your, the quality of your problems go up tremendously if you're consistently prospecting. <laughs> yeah, that's so so I had an, uh, in, in 2021, I had an epiphany. In 2021, I, besides the market being very good, I made a commitment. I, I, pros, I was like, I'm going to prospect every day that I'm scheduled, you know, and I made it 10 months. And I got, I got COVID at the end of t- uh, 2021 and broke my streak. But I went 10 months without missing a day. And I had this epiphany. I remember that. Real, you were, it was such a good year and it was such a good streak. Um, but I... Uh, I'll wrap it up. I know time is here, but um, I realized, you know what? I live the greatest life. Like I do whatever I want, go on vacation, buy whatever I want, six months of the year. And the other six months of the year, I'm waiting for a closing. The other six months of the year, I'm like, ah, you know what? That'll be fun. We'll do that when I get a closing, you know? And, And I realized, you know, if I make calls every single day without missing, instead of living that great life six months of the year, I could live that great life 12 months of the year. And mm-hmm. when I realized that, and whenever I started to implement that, 
it was it was truly great and that's why 2021 and 22 and 23 uh not 23 sorry 21 and 22 those were our best years by far you know but uh, right. yeah. yeah i remember seeing you in the stairway you tell me i'm at six months i'm at seven i, I remember that yeah that, that's cool I, lo- I love it and uh because you know if you keep your focus on the basic activity that you need to do the rest of it kind of takes care of itself like that's a good like you know if i work out and I eat right, I get in better health. If I talk to people and I prospect, I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to fill the pipeline, you know. And, you know, look at I, I know there are people out there today, well, I don't like the phone. Then go door knocking. You can do it by yeah. social media. But you've but you got to talk. You have to use your voice. Your voice is an incredible tool, all right? Whether yeah. it's face-to-face or over the phone, you have to eventually get to the voice to voice in order for it to be as, as impactful. Agreed. You know what? Any, any new, anybody who's new, anybody who's struggling, anybody like in that genre, what I say is you're, you're not a, you know, stop saying I'm a real estate agent. I sell houses. Look, man, you're a guy that needs to say, or guy, girl, you're a person that needs to say hello to 20 new people every day. And I don't care how you, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it the way I do it. I don't care how you do it. But you better say hello to 20 new people every day. Otherwise, you're, you're going to have real challenges. Mm-hmm. Great advice, my man. Perfect place to let it go. So listen, Earl White, not to be confused with Mr. White, <laughs> although you are Mr. White. Uh, anyway, bad joke. All right. I just want to say, Earl, thank you very much for taking your time out today, giving these people some knowledge on what works. I really appreciate your time, my man. Thank you very much. No. No, thank you, and I never be uh, I never uh, upset with being confused with the wolf. So Winston, the wolf. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, all right, thanks, Rick. All right, buddy. Keep it rocking. Right, thank bye. you very much. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye.